What's going on, everybody? This is your favorite Gang Geek podcast from a queer Black perspective. I'm Nick. And I am Victor, who is muted, but I'm not. So I'm Victor Harris. <laughs> 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 I am screaming. <laughs> and today on the podcast, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, today, uh, we have a social media influencer who's been changing the game on YouTube back on back in 2012. Uh, since then, he has expanded his media presence all over the internet. Uh, most recently, he has participated in the YouTube original programming, Bear Witness, Take Action uh, series. His episode, I believe it was episode three, where he had a, a gaggle of famous notorieties in the LGBTQIA uh, community discussing HIV and how to live positively. Uh, he's absolutely one of my favorite people on Twitter and mm -hmm. always has me cackling. Uh, please welcome to our show, the one and only, the King of Reads. Oh my gosh, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Oh my gosh. I can't, it's still, it's still weird that I did that whole thing um, December that YouTube um original project I'm like yeah it's been a, it's been out for a month but I, that first week yeah. of the project was a lot <laughs> i remember you said something you said you had something coming out and i was like Ooh, well what, what's going on over there <laughs> and i saw the video i was like oh my gosh you got dominic jackson he's got uh oh oh my God. yes yeah uh the all these people i'm like oh my goodness so yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on our show. Uh, we're going to talk some gay and geek culture. Um, but first, you know, let's catch up. What has everybody been doing the past couple of weeks? Um, I know it was winter over here in Kentucky and uh, down south. Uh, Victor's still up in sunny L.A. with his... Uh, <laughs> 70 degrees and whatnot so what's been everybody <laughs> been up to it's been windy though because like um the other <laughs> night friday night when you know I was, I was out here i was like about to be you know sent to oz it was like really really windy out here um, <laughs> and i i saw your tweet that you was trying to uh, shade someone for saying it was 62 and windy that's some serious stuff over here uh in los angeles when it's windy and 62 degrees is windy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to agree. The times I've been in LA, I'm like, girl, this ain't no normal, <laughs> this ain't no normal 50, 60 degrees. Like I can deal with yeah, like 40 degrees here. But I think it's like a lot to do with the ocean and stuff. So I think like that plays a lot yeah. into it. Right. We're not too far from the ocean. Like I'm literally technically <laughs> nine miles from the ocean. So even though it feels like you know 40 miles, but you know, nine miles from the ocean so therefore it's a lot um and we're windy like and it's weird because we like we're hot right now but i will say around like five o'clock we'll start going down to like 60 and you know don't let it get to 52 because we're damn near it's a blizzard at that point <laughs> all right some see okay <laughs> meanwhile it's 30 fucking six over here and i am freezing i think it's like 40 something yeah it's 47 in atlanta right now so not um, it's okay it's not yeah. okay it's tolerable for winners um for winter's sake yes 
But um, what else has been going on with you guys? Well, this weekend, I just kind of just relaxed and chilled. Um, I had some friends in town last weekend. So this is me recharging my social battery. Like, it's just like my weekend to myself. And Mm -hmm. um, it's Anime Sunday. We have my favorite anime came out, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan. And um, Euphoria comes on tonight. I can't wait to watch that. And um, yeah, that's that's all my plan for this weekend. I think my friends are supposed to be coming over. I actually forgot that they were coming over because they didn't really say anything, but now they texted me now talking about them. Oh, girl, we coming over to watch Euphoria tonight. So I'm like, <laughs> girl, y'all hoes better not been out. <laughs> y'all right. better not been at the club bringing Miss Colviana over here. But that's yeah. all I've been doing is staying away from COVID as much as possible. Um, that's all I'm like, I'm just say what you want to say, but it's going on two years. I have not had Miss Cold. I'm trying to keep her away. I know it's inevitable, but until, <laughs> until y'all just have a cough and that's it, <laughs> I, don't want to it. I don't need to be losing no sense of taste, smell, and all the other things that will come with her. I, I, I want it. My right. T-cell is already doing enough already. I'm just trying to make sure they <laughs> Now, I have to ask you all, is Euphoria really, is that, because I, it's in my queue. Is it really that good? Yes. Or am I just... It's... It's... It's like all of the teen shows we've seen mm. on crack, cocaine, mm. and Oxycontin. Like, it's like that. Oh but there's truth to it, though, because in a lot of ways, that stuff is happening. And again, working at a college... It's been happening. These students are going through it. Like, this is their life. But this show is a lot because it really breaks down. In the first season, it really breaks down these characters and you see how they how they are the way they are. And I will say, like, last week was a good episode about one of the characters when there was, you know, when you're dealing with social media trying to tell you, like, you're a bad bitch. But what that really means for somebody who's like, but I still don't like myself. Like, that, you're basically mm. kind of mocking me. And I was like, wow, at like, you don't know my life to tell me about my life. And that's mm. what I kind of got from that particular scene. But, you know, it's really good. Zendaya, Zendaya is really good in it. You get mad at, when you're mad at these people, um, you know, you remember how Peaches was in, in um, um, what's that? Hello Down Dirty Shane. Yeah. <laughs> her favorite um, soap opera person. And she went and punched him. That's how you feel. Cause you feel like if you see some of them in public, you're ready to go like, especially Nate Jacobs. Like if I saw that boy, you know, he's like seven foot tall. I'm like, if I, you know, saw him in real life, I'm like, I hate you. I really hate mm. you. I want you to die, but you really can't, you know, you can't really do that. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good show. I will say you should watch it. I think you watch the first season you will enjoy it, but you'll probably be like, what? But you will enjoy it. I think um, Nate did a, he did, what's funny is the character, um, the actor who plays Nate in Euphoria played in um, this Netflix movie with, um, what's his name, Nick? What's the guy's name who was on the Titanic? The white boy. Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, Don't Look Up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he did an opposite, he did the complete opposite and I thought it was cute. I said, okay. Okay, but I like I, I get it. Like Nate is, he is annoying. I hate him, but I want to know more. Especially after this episode, mm-hmm. episode two, I was like, okay, Nate. Like I understand that you fucked up because 
Your folks who raised you are fucked up. Um, I I think that you should give it a chance. I think all shows ain't, you know, for everybody. I tried right. to watch, um, what is that show I was trying to watch about the end of the world? Station 11. I tried to watch the first three or four episodes. It was not getting Like, there's some shows that, you know, I love some complex storytelling, some real, like, stuff. But mm-hmm. some, I was like, eh, it's just not. <laughs> like, it took me years to get into Drag Race. Like, I just started watching Drag Race last year, and that's probably only because of the pandemic. Like, I got so tired of hearing people complain about RuPaul and all the things. Like, why are y'all watching it? So, not watched it. And I was like, okay, I, I can see why this is addictive. I see, but it's still RuPaul and some of the stuff that he be doing. Girl. But yeah, I think you should definitely, yes, because I definitely <laughs> want to talk about the things yeah. that's going on yes. with this thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I finally watched it. I was like, okay, let me go ahead and watch it. And I watched it. Um, last night and this morning and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we will discuss a little bit of drag race uh, later on um but yeah like, i will I like that i'll too. give uh, euphoria a try you, you should. should you should you should and it and it goes by really fast even though it's like yeah. five minutes or an hour it goes by fast because you're 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 drawn into it and especially how they be get to a point where you're like, who's like, is somebody on a dot? Like, it's like that type of stuff. Like, what, what, what's mm-hmm. going on at this point? Especially the last episode, because it was a point where I was like, what's going to happen here? Now, I will say this. This is going to be, this is where I probably go to hell. Um, oh, Lord. Nick Themi is in it. Um, Nick who? He plays the father. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I struggle with that character, but... <laughs> You would let him hit. Uh, you would be sitting on his face too. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know he played in X Men uh, Three? Was that him? And what? Yeah, he was um, the dude that yeah, like, he was, he was Jake. Yeah, I was like. I did not know that was him. Yeah, and he's had some issues too in real life, and you know they all have some issues because um, he was with um, Rebecca Gayhart. Um, I guess they were married or something. Mm. But um, they had some issues with drugs for a little bit. But you know he's been getting his life together. But he's always been cute, and you know there's been times in this show where I'm like, I'm not gonna say that. I was, well, I will say I'll probably be like you know. If I was, Knowing how fast I was in high school, I probably would have got caught up. Caught up in that situation. (laughs) We and my friends had this conversation the other night where there any teachers that you wanted to smash when you was in high school. I was like, I don't think there were any teachers that I found um, attractive in high school Um, or middle school. No, there were two or more coaches. And I remember directly the fantasies I had about both of them. And I'm like, I was really thinking these things, you know, at, at from 16. And, 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 you know, like when you're 16, 17, you are, your mind is already just on autopilot when it comes to that type of stuff. But it was like times where I was like, I can't believe I'm thinking about spit roasting. Like, you know, like being oh. We're spit roasting. Hold on, what? What is that? This, these things happen when you you know you're thinking about this. Well, no, but what is spit roasting? Let me head to Miss Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because Victor is putting me on to some new stuff. Skid yeah, roasting. Man, I thought everybody knew what that was. Well, I just learned about what that was. You want to be spit on you? Want to roll you around and spit on you? Hold on. What's... No, not that. Now, see, that's where I, I have lived. Like, I don't want that. You can spit in certain parts, but you get not in my face, none of that. But oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, a, I'm a southerner, so you know I'm a, I have to keep some of that, you know, with a pristine here. But it's but apparently trying to be Blanche Devereaux. No, I'm trying okay. to be okay. No, <laughs> Whitley Gilbert, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, when I was, yeah, I, I I think it's interesting. A lot of people did not have fantasies about their professors. I mean, their teachers or coaches. I did. Mm-hmm. There were. I can still, like, one of them still looks good to this day. The other two did not make it through life that way. But the other one, I'm like, I still, you know, give a little taste. So what if, what if, what if one of your teachers from high school were to hit you up now? Like, what if you were, I guess I said, because I had a conversation with a friend who, teacher may or may not, and they're 25. And they were teaching them when they were 16, 17, and now they're hitting them up at 25. Would you, would, do you think your 25 year old self would have messed yeah, with the Yeah, I would have. My 25 year old self, I would have messed with all three of them still. <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> you know? I, mean, I mean, that's a party to me. Sure. I mean, yeah, to be honest, 25, from 25 to 30 was my, was my get to know who I really am phase. So yes, I would have that would they would have played in that role of of all that. But yeah, at 25, sure, I would have greatly welcomed it. Would they mm. have been good at it? Probably not. But you know, it's and I that's another conversation for another time. But I would say that I would definitely at 25 would have got I would have come up with my teachers that I had a crushes on just because they still look good. And one of them I did see. I saw them when I lived in Ithaca, New York. Um, we moved to we moved to New York City after grad school in two thousand, in the early two thousands. I'll say that. And so I did run into one of my old teachers in New York City, and I was like, "Okay, you here with your, I guess your wife, your alleged wife." Okay. Um, and at that moment, it's like, but if you are, you know, if you feel in a, a certain way, let me know. Mm. That's what we love to see. <laughs> love to see it. All right for that, Nick. You never had. There was no no teacher, no coach. Um, in middle school, there was a teacher that I found attractive, but I think because I realized he was gay too, I think that's why I liked him. Because mm. it was something familiar there not based on looks or anything uh but other than that there were maybe one of my track coaches of course um, the track coach. uh, he was he was fine i mean he still you ran fine. track mm-hmm. i ran track in middle high school a little bit in college too. yeah let's just talk about that really quick um nick, <laughs> nick still has his track body uh, don't, don't and when you see it, you're like, okay, all right, all right. I'm covering. No, don't do that. Sure, I, we saw what we saw in the fleets. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, <laughs> let me zoom in a little bit. We saw it. We saw it. <laughs> I mean, 
Mm. I, when I was running, I was really, I didn't start eating meat until like high school. Mm-hmm. And wow. like, when I look back on it, I didn't, it looked to me that I was unhealthy. Like mm. now I prefer to have my, myself be bigger. And I think this goes into our topic that we'll discuss later on. Um, maybe this is what I have to deal with with myself as far as what I find desirable mm-hmm. and all of that. But um, yeah, one of my coaches, he was he was fine. He still is fine. Mm. Um, at least from his headshots when he's an actor. Because um, that was <laughs> such a, it was such a weird, he went from coaching to doing menial jobs that then he's down in Texas acting. I was like, okay. I mean, whatever. But those two were the only ones that I found like attractive. We had, I don't, we had a lot of old white men that seemed borderline racist because, you know, I was growing up in Kentucky. So mm. I'm like, let me just learn what I need to learn and get out, get in, get out, because I'm not going to get caught up with what I heard the teachers mm. were screwing around with the students or this, that, or the third. And I'm like, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. Actually, wow. you know what? Let me take that back because there was the wrestling coach. He was also the art teacher. He was decent, but I think he was, I thought he was really, um, I don't mean this as some kind of dig, but I thought he was really slow the first couple of times that I talked to him. And no, he's just, he talks really slow, like like he's trying to catch up to his words or something. Yeah. And maybe that was the years of wrestling or... I don't <laughs> I don't know, but he was okay. He was just he wasn't for me. And I, that's that's it. So. <laughs> there was no teachers anything for me. It's probably if anything, it was probably my peers, like folks who were in senior like seniors, like all of that, but I don't find any of teachers. I knew they were distracted, but I just wasn't. There's something about me, like people in positions of power or something like that. I do not want to sleep with them. Like actors and stuff, people who are, I, it's very hard for me to see them sexually like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very rare. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Now, college is a whole different thing, especially yeah. for me, but. <laughs> I'll take that topic offline. As <laughs> you might have dipped them in that one. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> as you should. What you're about power, though, because I think I looked at it as I need somebody who is just as strong as I am. You know, because I, because I feel like I, I felt like I was always meeting men who were like a little bit weaker mentally or didn't want the world. Um, but when I met men who wanted the world or who were like confident, I was like, I need all of that all over me, in me, mm. in my fingernails, those type of things. It was like, that was, you didn't always find confident men. 
especially when you found confident black men um, who can still who could stand behind it and had the receipts. That was almost to a place where you're just like, come on and have the receipts. Mm. Yeah, it's like I need, I want that all day because there was a particular person. This person is my, friend. <laughs> um, but this person was like I remember when they was going through. <laughs> Uh, uh, to be in trials to be a, a, a Rhodes Scholar because you you have to like go through like these meetings and stuff to be a Rhodes Scholar or whatever it is. Um, he was a football player, very good looking. And it was just so much, it was like he fit a different type of mode that I was like, oh my God. Then I'm like, oh, where does this person come from? And yes, it ha- they have to be in my life in any way, form or fashion. Um, mm. But yeah, but it was more about the confidence and what that person brought to the table. Then the fact that he was fine, being fine was like the third part of the thing, but mm. all those other things were like very key. And he's he's still a friend of mine to this day, but it, it's, it's, well, he knows that I had a crush on him. Um, and then I, Nick knows this, I followed my crush to college. The only reason why I went to college is because of a crush. So yeah, peers and teachers. This is a good conversation that we should have. Another time. Like an expanded <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we should just get on a little bit about top topics before we get into all that other stuff. I know Did you say are... top. Sound like you said top. Let me let me get my mind right because there's been a lot of stuff happening. You know, there's a lot of moving things going on. Right now. Mm. <laughs> so, we have some different topics, Nick. Yeah, so this weekend on Mace T, let's start out with um let's start out with some good news. Um Ms. MJ Mother Blanca Rodriguez finally got her Emmy win. The first trans actress to ever win pose, oh to ever win for uh, FX's pose. You know, okay, I have to say this. They said the Golden Globes were not going to be televised or there wasn't going to be any kind of uh, audience, whatever. And now we get to the point where MJ won and it felt like nobody was there. Like, I wish she could have gotten that win in front of all of those people Mm. on TV to say this is for the trans men and women, the trans black people who were murdered. You know, I wish she could have gotten that moment. Now, granted, she still got the the trophy. I'm super glad. And she should have got it the first season. Period. But I'm still very much satisfied that she got the her her win. What did you guys think of the uh the history making? Um, I thought it was, I had the same feelings. I think she should have been received it, to be honest. Um, but I will say that her, like, acting skills, you can tell that they were kind of getting better throughout the season. But I think that, um, I had a little bit of some issues with, well, I had a couple issues with Pose and how they did and how, you know, they, they treated the trans actors and st- actresses and stuff like I don't know if this is Billy Porter's like show or this is like it's supposed to be whatever. Right. Like, 
I was, it was that was kind of bothering me a little bit. And then when he got accepted his award, he didn't even bring any acknowledgement of like, hey, you know, it's just not me. When they asked him, when a black reporter asked and said, well, how do you feel you being this, you know, cis man, you accepted? He was like, oh, well, their time is coming. And right. now that the time is coming, she didn't get a chance to walk in and do no press questions. She didn't get a chance to, like you said, speak in front of the audience to say these things and who this is for. We didn't get to have that moment. Feels like Moonlight a little bit, but even worse. Ooh, um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of that. It's just like question, did you all say, well, that's, since we're not doing it live, let's just go ahead and get it out the way so we don't have to really do that much. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we even, like some of us even having that conversation in the back of our head lets us know that it's more, like it's not impossible that they would think something like it's never denying black and brown folks for the longest. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they were using this as a moment to, to kind of like tone down like some black queerness. So I, I, I'm glad that she has it. I think the real proof in the pudding for me would be if we see her continue to get roles and get other things like everybody else. But we know we know from Monique mm-hmm. that that doesn't always happen if you don't play the game. So I am interested in her career following this and seeing if she's going to get the same opportunities as her white counterpart. Right. You're 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 right. And it was bittersweet for me because it was like I'm happy that MJ got this award, but we were all robbed from the opportunities of seeing MJ shine. We didn't get to see her shine on that stage, give a speech, see her smile, see her excitement, seeing that historic moment. That was something I thought we were robbed from that opportunity. And I couldn't help but to think that, yeah, they did this to be like, well, that's, we can go ahead and get this out of the way, la, 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 la. And because mm-hmm. Golden Globes has a history of foolishness. And so that's why part of me was like, I'm happy and I'm not going to be not happy for MJ. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, but I would have. And I hope maybe, you know, I think about, you know, there's been some colleges that have allowed people to go back and re-graduate in person, <laughs> that they do kind of the same thing. They'd be like, okay, for those who won 2000. 21, come on back on the stage, you know, or maybe do like a, have a separate show where they can literally do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can do whatever. And then, whatever. then let that lead into your neck, you know, the next year, but have something where they can come on stage and say what they need to say because mm-hmm. it was a moment. And I feel like that if I was a corporation, you know, let's just be honest, you know, you think about <laughs> capitalism, all that, I would want that to be, um, but they should want that to actually happen and you know I'm hoping that MJ continues to get roles. I hope all of them continue to get roles. I know and um Jellica does. And so I'm like I mm-hmm. want to see all of them continue to grow and shine and what have you. Um I know there were some issues with Pose inside the room. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. um because we talked about it on this show about what happened, what was said, and I think, I think it was, was it GLAD Awards or some type of awards. Mm-hmm, it was GLAD. Stuff was just revealed and I was like, oh my goodness. But I hope some of that stuff has been addressed. Um, she I, told Poppy to stand up. Stand up! Uh, <laughs> when she told Homeboy, stand up! Stand up! Oh my God, that was... I was like, I said, was this written by was the <laughs> part of the script? Let me tweet that, that video that girl said, stand up! 
<laughs> that was literally, I can't mm. think of her name, Janet Ma. No shade to Janet, you know, Janet. I love it now. That was a moment where I was like, did we just have a little bit? Did we just have an edible and a shot? <laughs> we do a fireball at this uh, Now, it felt I can only imagine what she's been through, like seeing, like, girl, yeah. like, we need to do more. Like, we need to do. I can only imagine what she talked. She also talked about her pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She talked about, you know, like, girl, I'm out here putting all this stuff and y'all giving me crumbs. Yeah. But, you know, I access to Nick because I, I just saw Valley of the Dolls. That was a Valley of the Dolls type of stuff right there. That situation was what you would see when you're just like, what? Um, I'm still upset that you just watched Valley of the Dolls. Like, I've never heard of this. What is this? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So Valley of the Dolls is based, uh, the movie was based on a book. I think it was, what was it, Jacqueline yeah, it was it was based on the book that that kind of hit on um, you know some of the some of the big ones at the time like um, Julie Garland all that stuff, but it was done anonymously. It was back when it was that type of book where it was like I'm gonna talk about the stars, but I'm gonna change the names. It was the first book to do that type of stuff. Yeah, uh, the book was written by Jacqueline Suzanne in I believe 1956, and the movie was based on these characters i think um the actress who played uh uh neely uh what was her neely o'hara was supposed to be played by judy garland yeah but judy backed out and it's these these actresses being messy as hell doped up on pills um who's uh sharon tate who later got murdered by uh charlie charlie charles manson's yeah clan is in the movie she she dies I, i'm just giving the movie away but anyway it's it's one of those over the top gay yeah it it, it, it sounds like the title sounds about it yeah it, it it's set crazy. the trip for what we see a lot of drag <laughs> today it, it set the trip for a lot of that hey, yeah the dolls yeah the dolls is a euphemism for pills mm. so it's, I like it because it's trashy. Um, they give you wigs. The wig <laughs> you have seen on everybody, even to the way Adele, even the way I think about, even what's her name before Adele? Um, that whole look, all that stuff, you see it from that movie. So it's like, wow, look at this. Wow, okay, I see where this stuff comes from now. All that look, all that kind of that style. So, if you have time, like it's a, it's a messy couple it's a, of hours. Yeah, it's a it's a. As I say it, basically, if you see mahogany, you see this. Mm. It's yeah, in that same realm. It's that realm of mahogany. <laughs> okay, which I need okay. to. I, we should do a live stream of mahogany because the children have not seen mahogany, and I'm like, y'all need to. Oh my goodness! Y'all I haven't seen mahogany. Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all need to see mahogany. I've to... mahog- probably seen the porn title mahogany. I just started to get into film not too long ago, so I got a long way to go. The old movies I probably won't go back and watch. 
I don't think I will. Like, I understand the need to watch to understand the stuff that's being yeah. created. Mm -hmm. I, I always say that people should see Mahogany just because it was a little outlandish. It was <laughs> gift to Diana, goodbye gift to Diana Ross, basically. Um, but yeah, you have to see it for the outlandishness of it. Is that the one where she was drawing on the um, the mirror with the uh, lipstick? No, that's um, Lady Sings Blues. Okay. <laughs> the, okay. The meme you probably seen of that was when she's spinning around in this rainbow outfit. Um, there is another meme where, oh, if you've seen the meme, like, I'm a winner, baby, where Dinah Ross looks like she's drunk. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to watch this. This, this looks, it looks good. <laughs> it looks good. Billy D, Billy D, uh, Williams is in it. Um, Anthony Hopkins is in it. Um, it's one of those, it's that type of movie. She goes from being a designer in Detroit to a major model and fashion, you know, queen of the world. And yeah, you have to see it. It's RuPaul gets a lot of her things from. I can, I can, I can hear it. You're a winner, baby. Mm -hmm. I was like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> So yeah. But he did say in his last episode, just copy. <laughs> Don't let's, reinvent the wheel. <laughs> let's copy. get into let's get into drag race right quick. Um <laughs> so what's the season 14 of Drag Race started? And I already had made plans not to watch it because A, I don't have Paramount Plus or V I don't have cable. So there's that. So I'll just watch. I watch the runway and I watch the lip sync. That's honestly all I care about. So the contestants, you know, they do their the meet the queens and yada yada yada. And one in particular caught everybody's eye. Not the trans uh, ones, Cornbread or I think what's her name, Kelly, uh, Colby. I think that's her name. Mm -hmm. Both of them are gorgeous to me. Mm -hmm. But this. White, cisgendered, straight, straight male. Yes, from Arkansas. From yes, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> who and Maddie, who? <laughs> right, who and who? who? Maddie Morphosis. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what? It's, Let me look at. Wait, you need to look I at heard cornbread. They got a straight person up in there. It's mm -hmm. a straight cis head white man on mm -hmm. there being now, congratulated for being the only heterosexual person in the space. Like, <laughs> I don't care sure. that he's doing drag. Drag is open to everybody, whatever. I actually know in my undergrad a professor who did drag. That's not the case. The case is you finally have trans drag queens that don't have to cover up that they're trans on the show. Because I know a lot of those queens that had to stop their hormones to be on the show to say that they're male, mm -hmm. do the show, and then do uh, go back on their hormones. I don't know what how that affects the body. I don't know how that affects the mind. But that was shitty of them to do have them do that. So now you have this straight white male, for lack of a better phrase, taking up space 
on a show that had was built off black and brown queens, especially trans queens. And it just seems like, oh, he's getting all this praise. Oh, he's this, he's turning a party, whoop you, yada, 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 this, that, the third. We have cornbread given looks after looks. You have all of this other queer art and we're supposed to make room for this straight white motherfucker. Like that really irritated the shit out of me. And it's maybe because I am in, a, I have been in the drag scene for so long. My partner is a drag queen and I've seen people take this art form that I love and kind of make way and give praise to this straight white man. Granted, he's okay. He's, I wouldn't give him a dollar, especially not off that lip sync. Um, <laughs> it was giving um, life alert. It was giving... Uh, like yeah, it was just a weekend at weekend at one morning to be honest because <laughs> it, there is nothing special about Maddie Morphosis besides being a cis hat man yeah. in a Chris face. That is it. And RuPaul knows that RuPaul knows exactly what he's doing. He knows mm -hmm. like the production knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's not even good enough to make me hate watch. Like it's, I know she's not going to make it that far because she's not good. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's once again telling you how easy it is to be just a cishet white man. Like mm -hmm. the looks have not been giving. <laughs> the looks are not giving at all. Right. He doesn't she came have in the door with like this guy Ferrari ass uh, dress. And some of the people like, oh, she's giving. I was like, what is a giving? It was not giving shit. He doesn't even have a story. There's no story. Hey girl, like my grandmama told me that a uh, like whatever would never make it. Like he doesn't have that um that okay girl. What is it like your grandma in the hospital girl? Like what's going? What what's your right? There is, and you know how they go and look for stories and mm -hmm. oh this is what I got going on. All this other stuff and how people are overcome. It's not shit to overcome as a cis hit white man. It's not right. shit to overcome. So you're gonna overcome. Being this, like, I'm gonna break up the space. <laughs> like, right. I'm gonna fuck the game up with this one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even fucking the game up because you're not talented. You can't lip sync. You can't sew the shit that he sold for the challenge. Look like some off the rack. And he took it as a compliment. I really like a prerequisite. You know, like when you apply for a job, it's like, can you walk? And you can hate this right <laughs> Can you write, you write in your name and put in your, your birthday? That's a, a thing that drives me up a wall. It does. I don't you, be getting that either. Like, I'm not expecting you to turn this into a, a fucking Robert Cavalli ass gown, but the minimum, you should have the basics of a sewn. You should know how to make a pattern. You should know what fabrics work, what fabrics don't work for your body, which stretch, which mm -hmm. every queen, no matter the size, love a stretch fabric. I don't care if you are a size two or a size 22. Like, they don't even know that, how to do that. And I'm like. Because mm -mm. at least I, you can, at least you can ask for some help if you have a good personality. You can say, right. like, hey, girl, the girls fuck with you. Because Cornbread was offering help. D DJ Sky was offering, like, mm -hmm. help. Um, I don't know if I would have been help offering help to the girls. <laughs> like, I just don't know. <laughs> Maybe. 
I also, I, I don't want to see Cornbread be the healer, the nurturer on this fucking show. I'm tired of I bad, right. bad folks being, oh my gosh, like, let me let you cry. No, bitch, I'm not doing that. You expecting them skinny girls? Because I love Miss Kobe. She didn't offer when what's name went out, Cornbread went and cried. She didn't go out there and hug her and offer her any right. of that. Not saying that Kobe is like, that she's bad for that, but it's just, it's not in your, it's, it's giving not required a, a narrative. Yeah. It's, yes. It's not required of you, but Cornbread, when what's name couldn't sew any whatever, she was offering it because we all, we always see people who like Cornbread being the nurturer, being the mother, the motherly figure and all the other shit. And it's very tiring. Um, I think Cornbread is a talented, I think Angie is most definitely eating. She most is a dark eating. horse. She is top four for me. Yeah. Because baby, she gives that me Jada uh, vibes. She gives yeah. me Jada a little bit, like, like even like turned up a little, little bit more because mm-hmm. Jada was kind of like quiet. Uh, Jada right. Essence, I was like, she was quiet, but Angie is all the things Jada was, but even more like funny with the West name, like we're seeing her. Jada wasn't doing mm-hmm. all the other shit. She was helping the girls out to doing the things, but she wasn't talking to, what's name said, bitch, I want to be the star of the show. Like she's right. doing the confession, she's doing all the things. So yeah, I see it. That uh, pantsuit, that white pantsuit, when I, I thought it was a gown and she said, no, get into these pantalones, baby. Like, hey, hey, I was like, oh, okay. See, she's, I would pay money to see her. Period. Period. You, uh, you said something that struck me about how cornbread is having to be the nurturing one. They always paint the fat black queens as mm-hmm. the mother, like they did it with Latrice. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it with, um, I don't know if they did it with Widow um, or her season, the one that Jada won. Uh, but it's always just, oh, let me go cry on some mammy titties. Uh, (laughs) and and i really am over that that narrative i'm also over the narrative of these latin queens that they they think like oh their speech them not knowing the english language is some kind of impediment like that they did it um with who do they do with with they do they've done it with so many that it's becoming tiring. Like we know mm. that they don't have a a firm grasp on the English language. We know mm-hmm. that. So even though they can speak it and talk it and all this jazz, they also know Spanish. So they're up there. I just, it's really, is giving this narrative that, oh, you can only speak English here or, mm. and I, I really do not like that at all. But, I'm trying to see who um I know I actually love her I love her accent a lot. I can't think of um but her personality that like, she was getting irritated when they called her a um what is that called? A pageant queen. Uh she was getting, she was, Yeah, I think it was one of them. I can't remember. I'm not I can't remember the name, but it was one of them. She got kind of upset. She she was like, you know, just because of a pageant queen doesn't mean I'm mean mm-hmm. and all these things. But I was like, girl, when you first came in. In the workroom, you was giving bitch like behavior, right. like and a lot of them, a lot of those pageant queens. You know, it's not. I don't personally think that you being a bitch per se is a bad thing, mm-hmm. but when you're at when you're doing these national ass pageants, there's a certain level of fuckery I'm not gonna tolerate, and if that makes me a bitch, then so be it. You know what I mean? Like it. Like, I know 
I know a lot of pageant queens that have it in their, their mind space, like this is a game face, game face, game face. And I can understand that coming from a track background and like a competitive background. I can understand that. Now, when once you blur the lines, when you're just being nasty for no damn reason, then it's an issue. But some of those pageant girls, like Trinity used to be a pageant girl mm-hmm. uh, before she, you know, found her funny bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trinity Cabonet and Trinity the Tuck were pageant girls. Mm. And I love me a Nancy O pageant. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's nothing I can name all of the queens who throughout the episodes um, who just were eating. Um, unfortunately, Miss June Jambalaya, I knew she was going home. I was like, "Oh, girl, like it's when not. the thing like, kept on slipping down." I'm like, "All right, yeah." And then she said, "So I was like, girl, what's going on?" Like she couldn't sew, um, and I wouldn't <laughs> she just wasn't good. Like yeah, it was, I was like, oh yeah, it was not giving. And then when she walked up to the boy and said, I'm I hate that you back. I said, Oh yeah, she's going home. Just <laughs> 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 said, yeah, girl. Like that's log out for me, girl. <laughs> yeah, I was like, girl, like, yeah. Um, I wanted to root for her, but I was like, I don't see it. But um Cornbread's look the last episode wasn't all of that to be honest. Um, like wow. it wasn't, but she was glad that she made it. But there were some folks who were like, it looked amazing. Like I was like, okay, this is I'm impressed by that. There was mm-hmm. one part, oh yeah. Michelle Massage, I don't know what it was, but I love that Lizzo had said, girl, you're gonna get off my girl cornbread. Cause sometimes they do be very harsh on on the fat, like the fatter queen. Mm-hmm. And I love that Lizzo had said, hey, girl, like, tone it down. Because Michelle has let the thin white girl slide with a lot of shit. So mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about her being from Jersey and knowing two black folks in her life. And one of them being RuPaul. <laughs> like, like, girl. And then when Ru said, Ru said that, you know, I speak black. I said, bitch, barely. <laughs> like, when she said, I, you know, I speak black. What? Oh, that, that's... <laughs> You don't even like when what's when June Jambalaya was doing the African shit. I know RuPaul wanted to throw the fuck up. Like, if you right. don't get this nigger shit, right? Get that, get this black ass shit off my state, my white ass state. <laughs> That's how she looked at what's name when she had that black lives matter shit on there. RuPaul does not like that political. Like, get that shit off the TV. I'm not watching. That. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get that black shit off the... T- what he said, I said, Ruth said, I know I speak black. But I'm glad that Lizzo had took up for Cornbread. I was like, Cornbread is multi-dimensional. Like, she is not... Like, she can do this, this, and that. She has the personality. She's funny. She's comforting. She's all these things. And some of these girls just like... It's a look. Now, I do have some questions about Miss Kobe. I wonder how long she's going to last. I like. I'm, I think she looks good. I think her outfits eat, eat, but I don't know her. Like I'm not connected mm-hmm. to her. But I right. like. I like her, but I don't feel like it's kind of cold a little bit. And I understand like when they are a little bit. Um, you know, especially on the show, I look cold. But yeah, this is. I'm. I'm interested in this season after watching the first three episodes. Yeah. Um. 
oh shit, what was I going to say? I I want to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see her lip sync. I think mm. she might have to, you know, tussle with the girls in order to show some of that uh that personality because yeah, if it's not there, then yeah, it's getting door. very much ro- ro- robotic. Right, exactly. And and have you been watching it? Have you been have you watched this new season? Uh, I haven't watched. Okay, <laughs> I haven't watched. Um, like we spoiled it for you now. Uh, <laughs> since Tyra won, I don't even know what, who what season that was. I feel that like was it was two. <laughs> that no, was... when Shangela was on the second time, that's the last time I watched it. Okay, season three. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in Los Angeles, so they perform up the street, I mean, down the street. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm only three and a half miles away from WeHo. So it's not that, it's not that, you know, they're here. Yeah. I don't want to see them bitches anyway. That's what you're trying to say. No, <laughs> but, you know, after a while, when you have other options on TV. And, you know, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. Everything else, and they, you know, they, I, I don't know. There's really no excuse, but I, I, I kind of fell out of it. It just didn't like get me to get back into it. I guess because it was logo and it was VH1, and VH1 had every um, goddamn show you can think of on there at one point. So I, I might start it back up just because people have been talking about it, and I do want to see what everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I've run out of things to watch on TV. So it, it, there was a, a a distinct disconnect on Drag Race once it went from Logo to VH1. Mm. It was like, it was a noticeable shift. Um, but and I'll, I'll also quickly say that RuPaul kind of turned me off because that issue with, you mm-hmm. know, having all those producers that were white and then acting mm-hmm. like, oh, we're diverse. I'm like, no, we're not. I remember, I'm, yep. Because RuPaul transcended into whiteness and I was like, okay, you, you forgot. You forgot. You know, because they wouldn't have done this for you any other way. And now you got up here. Not only are you fracking with your white husband, but you also doing this. And then the whole issue with Vixen, I was just like, I, I can't come back to this. Yeah. Because of what you are willing to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, no, people look up to you for that reason. Don't forget mm-hmm. that you were, yeah, you may have been the only one that's, that made it into stardom. Um, but you need to remember where you came from, you know, like don't sit here and do songs that was based literally that you got from Paris is Burning and forget that. That's what it felt like to me. So I'm, I'll come on dips, back to death it. drops and shablams. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I nice. mean, I appreciate you make them all watch that. <laughs> but at the same time, don't forget you came from that. If it wasn't for them, you would not be. So uh, I'll go back to it because I've been hearing so much about it. everybody's talking about it. And I kind of feel left out. So I wonder how long how long Drag Race has. Does it that have another part. five ten years? Because I feel like it's becoming there are so many shows like they're becoming like McDonald's. Like it's right. this this that. And I'm like this is a little too much. Like this is turning this is supposed to be an art form, but this is turning into a big ass major corporation. Yeah. Where you are exploiting the fuck out of these drag queens, having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to come mm-hmm. on this show. Like yeah. to me, this is fucking. Um, what is the name of the um, the show that was on Netflix? 
So they would have them compete for the million Squid dollars. Games. Yeah, like the drag, like I was like, oh, we, we're shocked watching Squid. I was like, this shit is going on now. Like these drag queens are getting into debt um, mm-hmm. to get this attention to be on this show. Um, and a lot of them suffered during the pandemic. They weren't able to perform. They were able to go on tour and stuff. And it's just like, RuPaul didn't have to do nothing but put his mask on and come in the studio and go back home. I know, coming in looking like some <laughs> villain from um, Paw Patrol. I was just like, like, it was bad. It was bad. I was like, what the fuck is going, on? girl? What's going on? Right. They have they have Drag Race. Then we have uh, international Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah. All these other, it's how are you diluting your own market? Like that's what it is. It's, yeah, because I remember the humble beginnings with Illusions Lounge, which is that again. Oh, we hold the Illusions Lounge. That place is there. It's still there. Um, that lighting, that god awful lighting they were using from the iPod. The fucking, and, you know, just, fog they said they put Vaseline on the camera lens so they, the queens would look bad. That's oh, what I heard. Like I heard that they. So the, the the outfits and stuff looked so bad that they did drag was enough. <laughs> like it was like girl, That's not true. Hang it up. I did hear about the Vaseline. I think was it Mad TV or somebody made the joke they they actually played up on that on the lighting scheme of that. But <laughs> I need to see this. <laughs> they actually did a parody of it and they had this blurry screen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wrong for that. But that's okay. <laughs> but you know it's. It, 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 I'm glad it has come from the humble beginnings, but at the same time, I feel like it's 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 exploited. Yeah, it's become the it's like the gap. It's like the Starbucks in every corner now. It's like I turn around, I'm like another drag race, another one. I'm like, like and I think I, I think for me, drag race is not the end all be all of drag. Sure, you see different forms of drag. However, not all drag queens want to be on the show you know i know a lot of a lot of queens here do get their fulfillment through charity work Mm. um so it's i don't like how the fans have put this on this pedestal like if you're not on drag race then you don't matter as far as the drag queen and what about drag queens? I know a lot of drag kings, a lot of good drag kings that would do well mm. on a competition-based show. But I don't want them to exploit. It. I mean, part of me is like, I, I want that and don't want that. Or I want somebody who would do that to put some care into it to where it's not about them at the end of the day. You know, because yeah. it's like, um, this is saying my mama knows about this. She was like, RuPaul's a pimp. And I'm like, oh, okay. Period. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, you can say that. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I do worry about, you know, do the queens feel like they have to do all these things to be seen and do they value themselves based off this particular thing? And then I also think about the issue of racism that many of them face due mm-hmm. to the white fans who are mm-hmm. trying to tear them down or try to tear them down even in their own shows, when they're doing stuff, you know, when they're doing shows across the country. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, does RuPaul protect the queens no. from all of that? And how, Absolutely. if I was a black queen trying to do that, like I have to look at the way RuPaul acts towards us being black. Mm-hmm. 
to even be like, is this bitch gonna protect me when I'm out here? I got these white folks up or ready to call me all types of niggas and hoes. She and gonna I, say, well, girl, that's how the world is. What you want me to do? I had to go through the same thing. Right, I had to do it, so. <laughs> but bitch, you're not doing it anymore. And why would you want someone to experience some shit that you experienced? Yeah. Right. I remember <laughs> Pearl uh, off season seven, she said that uh, RuPaul said to her, nothing you say to me off camera matters. It only yes. matters when this tape is on. And that is the closest we have gotten to see behind the, like a behind the scenes type as far as uh, how RuPaul is. And I yeah. 100% believe that she said those those same words to her. Oh, they said the con- contract ain't that, that ain't that, um, that nice. One of my like this my my favorite YouTubers. Um, well, this is why I can't think of her name. She be doing YouTube reviews on Drag Race. She be breaking shit down like it'd be really really like good. But I heard those contracts are a bitch. Like it's oh, a I lot. They own you for like. Forever, like anything that you come up with, like a song or something, they can use it. And it's like, damn, y'all be exploiting these motherfuckers for a hundred thousand dollars. Honestly, each contestant that shows up on this show should get paid no less than a hundred thousand dollars, right? For the entire, like, for just being on there. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all are making too much money at mm-hmm. this point. Like, take some of that fracking money, like, y'all, like, you know, <laughs> pay some of them girls, take, like, take some of that coin. Yeah. But it's, it's it's giving definitely exploitative shit. But um, back on Miss Maddie Morphis, to see how easy it is to forget about her, like right, there's <laughs> it's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing entertaining about. It. I give him probably the only reason he got saved. I knew once. Spoiler warning: that once him and Jambalaya went head to head, I think Jambalaya did a pretty good drag performance. I think it was, you know, it wasn't like the best, but it was it was good enough to go against what Maddie was offering, which was not shit. But I knew it was a production. Like RuPaul is not thinking like maybe Jambalaya will be able to come for this. It's giving what works best for the show. He's been in this mm-hmm. long enough. It's like I need to have this straight motherfucker here because people are going to watch. People are going to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, the straight man is not making me want to watch Drag Race, to be honest. Exactly. How long can That's I... That's a boring straight man. Right. It'd be one thing if he was turning the party. But he's not. And RuPaul is going to keep him on as much as she can until it doesn't prove uh, fiscally worthy. Yeah, worthy. worthy. And that's that's the black ass bottom line right there. Period. We love a black ass bottom line. <laughs> so let's uh, move on to Moon Knight. The trailer drops, um, and Oscar Isaac. I think, first of all, Oscar Isaac is fine as fuck to me with his little <laughs> self. Um, what do you all think of the trailer? I, I liked it. Uh, it's mysterious. Um, and I kind of like the fact that this didn't tell us a lot. Um, I still know, you know, it, I don't know a lot about the character. So I, I like that too. So it's going to be like, what is this going to do? 
Uh, I do know the character has a lot to do with the wolf, uh, werewolf at night, <laughs> that character and a lot of other supernatural situations. So it was neat to see, you know, what this looks like, how it's going to really play a part. But also knowing Moon Knight is kind of a, not a gangster, but just kind of ridiculous in a way. There are some, some comic panels are not real, but some are real where he's had conversations with like the Punisher or whatever and just says some, they just said some ugly stuff. And so it's like neat to see what this is going to look like and Oscar can play any role. So, you know, I like the mystery of it. I like what this could be. I, I would like to see this interact with other characters that will be in the Marvel universe. Mostly we'll see Moon Knight was again with the werewolf and maybe with some Doctor Strange and stuff, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I thought it was pretty good. I like the trailer. I did see some feedback of folks saying they hated the accent. <laughs> they hated his um, British accent. His British accent, yeah. I didn't really pay attention to it, but I thought it was good. I've never heard of Moon Knight um, as uh, whatever. Like, I've never heard of him until, like, probably last year. So I'm like, okay, I'm watching this. Because Marvel won't give me on everything, but they'll give me, like, 80% of the shows. I did not watch um, Winter Soldier and whatever. When I, when was it? Winter something? Falcon, <laughs> yeah. Falcon and Winter not, Soldier. Well, well, the Falcon show with... Is that with what it's called? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I didn't watch. I watched three episodes. I said, okay, this ain't for me. Miss Bowen Arrow was not... <laughs> not watching that. Like, there's some things just like, even Boba Fett, Eh, not interested in that. Right, yeah. But um, I did see from the trailer, I was like, okay, maybe. Maybe. But I thought it was good, Troy. I thought it was good. The um, What's the name look good? And I think that, uh, I can tell that Marvel or like Disney is really trying to have this, like, do this. Like, they, mm-hmm. they want folks to watch these shows because honestly, all these shows are just like commercials for their bigger movies, how I look right. at it. It only serves like a, a continuity to mm. the big screen. And I think Moon Knight will be, um, I think he'll show up in Doctor Strange 2. I think Blade will show up in the Moon Knight series. Only mm. because, remember, uh, did y'all see Eternals? Mm-hmm. Did you see the ending? Uh, Kit Harrington's character, um, who is it? I think it's Black Knight. He's yeah. Knight, yeah. Uh, that uh, the person that was talking to Kit on that uh, that scene was allegedly Blade. Yeah, it was Mahershala Ali. So I think those two are going to show up in Moon Knight only because I think like uh, Moon Knight is looking for some kind of Egyptian uh, relics or something. And I also might have, there. there's a rumor that the main boss of this series is going to be Ra, the Egyptian sun god. But that's all speculative. Um, I want to, I know this will be somehow infused to the what's going to happen in Doctor Strange 2. I know somehow this is going to make sense in that movie. But other than that, I have no idea what this show is going to be uh, or anything like that. So 
I know it's going to be released the end of March, uh, March 30th. And okay. also... Uh, That's right before Strange comes out, right? I think so. Didn't... Strange comes out in May, I think? Yeah, May May 2nd, is it? Mm, May 6th, I think. Okay, yeah. Is it May 6th? Um, let me see. I think so. Yeah, I think one of my, one of my friends, his birthday is that day, and he wants to see it. May the yep. 6th. May 6th, yep. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! That one, I think, will be since we're talking about Marvel, um, it's gonna be big. That one is hopefully going to open the doors to the introduction of mutants. I think, but we'll see. It's mm. gonna it's gonna show a universe. It's gonna yeah, because they have to figure out how they're gonna bring them in. I feel like. I think we overthink how they're going to do the mutants. This is why it would be like a simple thing like, oh, the universe is, they may pull a, a crisis where they all of now things have kind of all form into one or like certain things have kind of crossed into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, they better recast every damn body. I don't want to see um, Sophie as Jean. That's just not going to work for me. I don't need to see Adele. Sophie Turner as Jean. <laughs> You don't problem. see Adele as Jean. No. <laughs> uh, is there so, anybody you see being Jean now? Um, Jean has no. It's gonna have to be some outsider. It's gonna have to be somebody we, or maybe somebody we've seen in different things. We just haven't seen as as Jean. Because I mean, everybody they gonna have to literally the main. Four, if you want to say, Gene, Cyclops, Storm, and Wolverine, probably. They will have to be, maybe two of them can be real names and then their battles can be kind of the same way they did like Thor and Captain America. We were, I mean, we didn't know anything about Chris Hemsworth. We knew a little bit about Chris Evans, but not enough. So that's why I'm thinking they have to kind of do that if they're going to have to carry this for another 10 years in some way. I know Storm better be black as hell. As long as it ain't that light skin, girl, I'm good. Making ices and uh, Phoenix for everybody. I like, can't think of a girl named who plays Storm with that terrible ass. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, um, Andrea uh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. Oh, they were eating honey. Uh, because he was like, you know, I'm good. Like, I'm gonna be here. I was like, girl, this terrible ass accent. You might want to get like, your resume together. Like, does that sound like something you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have to really redo so much of that and make it make sense. And I hope they just don't. We're going on this tangent. They just leave Magneto alone. I don't want any more Magneto stories. He never learns from any mistakes he made in any of those movies. I cannot. I don't want to. Even though what you call it is fine to watch, I don't want. I don't want none of them to come back. I just want a whole new group, whole new situation. I think they'd be good. Huh? Like, I, I, just, I thought they'd be good. Um, Some of the, the casting played, was decent. Yeah, for Magneto and Professor X, I thought they did good. Um, both of those actors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't know if I... <laughs> <laughs> you have to completely remove that. Like, that, that shit didn't exist. <laughs> right, you have to... Wipe that shit completely off everybody's mind. I 
I would enjoy seeing uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen return as uh, Xavier and Magneto if they go that route. Uh, I thought the casting of Cyclops, um, what is his name? James Marston. It was good, but he didn't have anything to work with. The like first the one or the like the after Days of Future, um, we're not Days of Future Pass. After uh, First Class? Oh, no, not not that one. The one that uh, he was in uh, the, the first X2, and then he died like when the credits was rolling on uh, at the last stand because Gene was mad at him for some reason and just killed him. Well, um, she had came, she came, um, when she came back. Yeah, that's the whole weak ass Phoenix. Oh my. <laughs> Do not get me upset. I, I went to fight somebody off how they fucking treated the Phoenix saga. Like, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, this the best y'all got? Like, and Storm was. <sighs> she was. She, Storm had as much power as aluminum foil in the goddamn microwave. Uh, I'm going to lightly let some of the storm stuff go. Essentially, what I think about Halle Berry. Oh, I'm going to let, because they gave, they let Storm fly in, in, in X3. Finally, like she don't know how to fly. A bit better in, well, she died in um, Days of Future Path, but she was at the at, at best, the best version at that, and uh, during that time. The fourth uh, time's a charm, right? I guess so. Um, and how the hell did Bishop die? His powers just absorbing or something. Yes, his powers is to absorb the mutant powers that didn't redirect it. You mean to tell me he just got all he couldn't do it anymore and he just got blown up? Well, it was the the, um, the Sentinels were doing something to him. It's like if <laughs> if a Sentinel can redirect if if a Sentinel can if shoot at you, you can redirect that energy. How is yeah. he? Especially when your power is mimicking its mutant power. Yeah. Like the Sentinels were essentially like mutants. They that had their scary. power. That was yeah, scary hell. I just watched the whole saga the other day. Like mm-hmm. this weekend I spent like watching from X1 to what's my name. And it was, it was a, ride, a ride. Like it was like, <laughs> wow. Like this is a lot going on. But mm-hmm. yeah, them Sentinels, I feel like they did a good job with those because they did scare they shit did. out of me. I was like, oh, like, they too, they too strong now. Like, yeah. but yeah, I would say that it made me feel like the stakes are high. I would say that I was like, I was like, okay, this is it. Because reading the comic version, you felt like, okay, this was it felt like that back then, because it was, you know, the ones you loved the most that was the last ones left. And then it was this situation. I will always say the best moment in that movie was when. Storm was looking back when she was like, you know, about to like do something. She looked back. It was it was something about that scene that was like, this is it. This is gonna be it. Y'all mm-hmm. so looking back at you. Was that when she threw the when that was when she threw the ship? Yeah. And oh, she, yeah, they had like a yeah, yeah she, they had it like it was some like, type of nuclear thing. And she oh my god, that yeah, that whole part ain't <laughs> that yeah. part ain't because man, you know, took the ship and pushed yeah. oh my god, because it was like you saw the clouds one, but she was looking back like, y'all, we're not going to make it. <laughs> let's, let's do what we got to do. And I remember like sitting there, like when I saw that part right there to this day, it will stick to me. But the way she was killed in that, it was so quick. I was like, I was, I was like, wait, I wasn't ready. I know she died, mm. but I wasn't ready for that. 
I think uh, the one who I really like how they did Blink in that that movie. Um, oh yes, oh yeah. She was she was eaten. She was she was very... she was. <laughs> and I was like her and her brother. They were. Mm-hmm. It was it was giving. So it was things in movies that if y'all keep this, if y'all had did this, it would age. Mm-hmm. Even with an A, girl, like Blink, I, they definitely did Blink right. Yeah. To me, to me. I'm not a comic book reader, but it was like, okay, this, I want to know more about Blink and her, uh, her problem. Yeah, Blink right. is a very fascinating character in the comics. Um, there's been different versions of, the, of Blink. So I think if y'all took a look at it, y'all would probably, especially her, um, the one they travel different dimensions. Y'all would like that Blink. Mm. Um. Well, that, that's this is us just jumping all over the place, girl. <laughs> One more thing before we get into our big, big segment, I think. Oh, I think I talked about. I was going to briefly talk about Scream. Um, I haven't Scream. seen it. Scream did come out, but I will say this: there is a black queer character in Scream. Um, I'll spoil it really quick. This is random. You can't spoil it. I ain't seen it. What? Well, it's the character or not the whole movie? It's not really a spoiler. Okay, um, I'm gonna say I want to see it. But um, um, this is Randy's niece. So if you remember Randy from the first two, um, has a niece. Um, Randy. Randy was the he knew all the, he knew all the rules. Hmm. You know, Randy. He got killed. I, I, he got killed in the first one. He got killed in the second one. Oh, that's right. Uh, that weird white guy, right? Yeah. Well, okay. he, has, uh, he has a black niece, and so we will see um, her. And so I will say this. There is a black queer character in Scream, and uh, y'all need to see it. If you haven't seen it, it's fun. I know people are going back and forth about it's not the same. It doesn't, I mean, this is a 25-year-old series, y'all, so it's not going to be, it's just right. not going to be the same. But um it's, it was pretty good. I've seen it twice. Um, twice. Yeah, I saw it twice. Um, I got to see it before other people, and then I got to see it with everybody. So it was nice. Um, check it out. Had good, had, I got to write about the character. So if you are into them, if you read them, there's a lot about the character. But also about Black Creek characters and horror in general. Um, she is one of the few that we, we've seen, um, and um, she is not a vampire, because mostly all the Black queer characters in horror are vampires. So mm. just to say, but we now have somebody else. So do check out Scream when you get a chance. Um, and that will be, that's, that's all I wanted to throw in there really quick. But Nick, anything else we should talk about? Uh, really quick, um, this uh, kind of went off like a bomb. Uh, on gaming Twitter, oh, that yeah. Microsoft uh, is in the process of acquiring Activision and Blizzard. Now, last year, I want to say Microsoft bought Bethesda. Bethesda is most known for the Elder Scrolls uh, video game series, and now with this acquisition, this, this acquisition is set to start 2023. So um, they, it still has time to fall through. But this is in the amount of $68.7 billion. And Activision's mm. roster includes Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, these massive-ass titles Microsoft mm. is finna buy. I 
I'm not too worried about it because Activision has a lot of contracts to make multi-platform games like Call of Duty. Call of Duty is not going to be uh, a exclusive game to Xbox or Overwatch is not going to be an exclusive game to the uh, Xbox. Why would you cut off half your market? You know, that doesn't make sense from a business perspective. Um, but people like, oh, Microsoft is going to be world number one, yada, yada, yada. These same tired ass things like console people, these console wars that uh, people get into, which one is better, the Sony or Xbox? And I'm like, doesn't matter unless you're, unless you have stake in the game or stakes in the company. It don't matter. Just play your game. Don't be a dick <laughs> and keep it moving. We'll see how this goes, but I think it's I don't have any dogs in the fight, you know. I, I really don't mind this acquisition. I'm gonna play my games regardless. So it is what it is. I don't but I have heard of this. Acquisition, though, I did mm-hmm. hear about it. Um, and I'm saying, like, these folks gonna do what they want to do, child, right? Like, they, they bought they, they they said that this was all cash, too. I was like, it must be nice because you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't afford you know, groceries, <laughs> but y'all can afford you know, a whole ass company, mm-hmm. multi billion dollar, right? Child. So let's go ahead on over to our main subject for today. Let's put away these teacups, clean up Aunt May's tea, (laughs) and get into the topic of discussion today. I wanted to have this topic for, I wanted to discuss this topic for a long time, but I didn't think I had the right um, uh, point of view Mm. coming from how I look and whatnot. And so I wanted to get kind of a roundtable discussion about desirability politics and fat phobia in the Black queer community. Mm. Um, And I know, uh, Justin, you had brought it up several times on YouTube uh, videos, through uh, tweets on uh, Twitter. And... Hmm. (laughs) How do we, A, what, and this is an open question to both of y'all, what is desirability politics to you and how do you see it in your everyday lives? And Justin, I'll start with you. Um, well, desirability. Um, me and my close friend, Deshaun Harrison, shout out to Deshaun, who is the author of a book that definitely talks about um, all of these things. Um, Belly of Beast, shout out to Deshaun Harrison. Um, yes. We've been having conversations about this for a minute. Um, and it's what well, they used to call it, like, you know, you hear a different name, like pretty privileged, conventionally attractive, all of these things. But desirability, it just means that to me, this is like what the world defines as like beauty. Doesn't mean that I, like um, find it beautiful. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm saying like, oh, this is the only type of beauty. Cause I think that's what like conventionally attractive 
and um, Pretty Privilege was given is that, oh, these people are beautiful. But it's like, I might not think that they are beautiful. What I see as beautiful might be completely different, but what we're talking about, this specific lens of how, like, what is considered desirable, like what is beautiful in the world eyes, we know closest to whiteness, um, thinness and all these things. So that's my definition of how I look at it. Um, and the girls be shook when you bring it up because it's like, you're telling them, the people who are desirable, like that they do have, even though they're black and queer, um, that they have some type of, you know, quote unquote privilege where they have something that, you know, well, I work just as hard as like, no girl. Yeah, we're not saying that you are not working just as hard. What we're saying is you're not working hard as me <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're getting more than me with doing le- like less work. And that kind of bothers some, um, as I noticed, I've been having these conversations because we've, we've been seeing it. We've not had, you know, the words to describe it, but like the word for all of us to understand it. But we know when we see no fats, no fins on... Um, on the apps, we know how people look at certain folks when they come into the club. And when we have conversations with like a bunch of queer folks at the table and we're talking and we we know what we what what has been taught, like this is beautiful. And then although I might not think that thing is beautiful, for me to even say that that's this a thing that I like will be looked like girl, there's something wrong with you because this is what's beautiful. Like we even do that even when it comes to like sex. Like we mimic shit it's like mm-hmm. oh girl like i'm a person that i don't have to have penetrational sex i don't have to have it i'm really much into oral but for the longest people like when i said that people was like uh uh-uh, girl it's giving no no you're not you're supposed to be clapping cheese you're supposed to be doing that like which one is it but it's like but i don't want to do that like but people look down and was like oh girl like that's not sex i was like who are you to tell me what it is and what isn't sex for me mm-hmm so yeah, but desirability, yeah. <laughs> how how society, how the world looks at beauty. Right. I will echo that, yeah, it is how society has looked at it, but also I think it's how we have digest that in a way to where we are looking at certain types. Um, of, for example, if you are, I've learned it since, for example, gaining a little bit of muscle, has moved me out of certain zones to where you become more desirable to certain types of people. Um, at the end of the day, sometimes it plays a role in how desirable you are to whiteness and if wherever you are in that place, what you get with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that there's also some issues with that. Also being a light-skinned person, you see it. You see it all the time. You see mm-hmm. how, especially on Twitter, I was... I saw that someone was literally attacked for the way they look. They had very dark feature. You know, they have like the, 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 I don't, however you want to say like black features, but they were attacked about that from other black people. They caught being called gorilla, looking like a gorilla. You know, the real masculine dude um, that was, da- they'd be dancing and stuff. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. This was, this was a, this was a, and I don't know if that person is, I don't know if that person is queer, but there was a queer person that was being called, he he was speaking out against some issues with Nicki Minaj. And all of a sudden they were throwing out his issues of him looking oh, like- Oh, the problem was me. Were they calling out Nicki Minaj? And like, they just yeah, calling out- he call, yeah, he was calling out Nicki Minaj and all of a sudden they were mm-hmm. like, look at you, you look like a monkey, like a, 
the gorilla. Yeah, they do that a lot. They do that a lot. Like, they talk about the way his lips were set up. And I was like, wow, this is how quickly y'all jump to that, you know, jump yeah. on his features and everything else. And this is coming from other black people. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, like watching this, like, wow, this is sad because that's where they went to. They didn't go to any of the statements that he was saying or anything else. They went straight to Try welcome to Twitter. Ability, how, and mm-hmm. then like saying how ugly he is. Nobody would want him. And I was like, how did we get to this all of a sudden? Because you because he's saying that we need to hold people in Nikki's camp accountable. All of a sudden you jump to this. So it kind of opened some doors. I mean, I've always knew about you know issues of how you know desirability is, but it really opened up some things to where I'm like watching out. This is how you tear someone down. But this is also mm-hmm. how someone feels about how desirable they are by the, you know, they may want to champion these looks, but now you're telling this person these looks aren't just horrible. And so seeing that was like really like, wow, we're still dealing with that to this day, but also dealing with the fact when it comes to, you know, thickness and all that stuff, how we are still trying to define what is completely thick, what is okay thickness, um, and also what's considered, how can you reclaim the word fat is that still a positive and negative word? Mm-hmm. For me, it's still a learning process because I don't know what, for me, I don't, I come from, I'm again, I'm a Gen Xer. I come from a world where my poor mom, I'm putting her on, on blast. She uh, she saw Deshaun's book. She saw the cover mm-hmm. for it. And, she, oh. and for her, it was like, well, why, why, are we, why are y'all celebrating that? Shouldn't y'all try to change that? I'm like, mama, it's mm-hmm. a different world. It's a whole different world now. And the same, my mama. And, my mama actually met Deshaun um, doing Thanksgiving. It was just so interesting. Yeah, and so, but you know, a generation before my generation, they're looking at it like my mom again putting her on blast, and she would probably kill me for that. But she's like, "I feel like y'all giving up," and I'm like, "We're not giving up. We're looking into the beauty of all shapes and sizes." I mean, I know growing up in your time, y'all were taught, and again, this is coming from a very light-skinned woman and her view of what life is. Um, it's different when y'all come up. We are celebrating our thickness, our darkness, our our mm-hmm. nose and our lips. These are things that we are owning. We're taking a little bit more ownership of, and we're saying that these things are beautiful. She's like, "Yeah, black is beautiful, but but isn't that healthy? Is that, is that look healthy? That's not healthy." And I'm like, "It's okay. always that kind of oh, yeah. I just want you to be healthy." And I know coming from things that I have said personally to my partner that is not effective or helpful as you intended it to be. You know, mm-hmm. I might say, oh, I just want you to be healthy. Well, may- maybe they already are healthy. And maybe mm-hmm. you're just projecting your own insecurities of what you think healthy looks like on them. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's a, a learning process. And I think I am still trying to get through relearning those kind of um, thoughts that can be dangerous to somebody else. Um, I know for me, I, for a long time, and still to this day, I don't find myself like most of the times I don't find myself desirable. Sure, I look good, but there's this thing, and this might have to do with 
the insecurities of blackness and how I've been treated as a black person in a predominantly white setting, um, growing up in Kentucky in white public schools, um, not having, not saying that my, my mother was absent of providing some sense of blackness to us, but having, she was a single mom, disabled, living in public housing, raising three kids by herself. So all of these things, she doesn't have I don't want to say she didn't have time to say, okay, and this is blackness and this is blackness. You know, she had things to worry about is do we have food? Do you have shoes? You know, I don't have time to, she didn't have time to do that. And I'm not faulting her that, faulting her for that, but also two things could be true at the same time. Um, and there was a time where I didn't, think like blackness was beautiful for a mm. long time and like I was like oh well maybe if I was just maybe a little lighter or maybe if I had like this or that you know these white um things that I would be prettier mm. um so it, it's been a process and I still see like now that I'm in a different mindset and I see black men, especially now saying how they, they want to be closer to whiteness mm. because whiteness is so desirable. It's very, it's scary. Mm. It's scary how like they can still think that think like that. Now I'll be upfront. My partner's white, you know, Victor, you know that. Um, but I'll check them in a second as far as blackness, whatever the case may be. Um, and I'm not with him just because I want that the uh, proximity to whiteness, you know, that that is not why I'm with you. But to see some of these white men, I would see some of these black men try to hold on to this this space for whiteness is very interesting to say the least. Uh, trust me, it's, <laughs> I, I don't just, I don't think people need to understand that um, if we really start to understand desirability, it helps everybody because there are mm -hmm. some people who are, who are desirable, but are not treated, you know, um, as human beings, they're treated as, you know, you know, like I've talked to a lot of desirable folks who like I get tired of, you know, people <laughs> saying certain things to me and making me feel like that I'm just an object for their pleasure or whatever. Like I'm a, I'm more than that, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, like even Dr. David Melbranch, who I love so much, he is um he's done a lot of work on like HIV and stuff, um written some stuff. And we have conversations of like how people don't really pay attention to the things that he's saying um they're so fascinated about how beautiful he is and he's like no girl i'm not here really talk that's a real important shit listen to me uh, nice. <laughs> but um back to what you were saying i dealt with anti-blackness too um mine was different like i really did not like cishead black men at all i couldn't fucking stand it <laughs> like it was like bitch 
I was bad, and I talk about this a lot. Like I was like, girl, no one of they out here taking y'all out here. Y'all just dangerous. Y'all as a mess. But I had to deal with my own struggle of growing up, um, being queer in elementary, middle school, and all that, being picked on by black men and all the other stuff. But it was like, there's more here than just mm-hmm. like you know than this. Like I understand, like you know, I understand what some folks like feel like the anti-blackness. Like it's not your fault. It's not your fault, but it's your fault if you do not want to get out of it. That's why I've been speaking to so much like, girl, I need you to understand. Um, But I had a dark-skinned mother, and uh, my father, his great-grandmother was Native American, and my grandmother, like, she was one of, she was light-skinned. And I kind of saw colorism at an early age because my brother, who's, who's deceased, he was lighter than me. He had straight, straight, you know, curly hair and all the other stuff. And I saw how me and him were treated. And I saw how my grandmother talked about her light-skinned grandchildren versus the dark-skinned grandchildren and how she treated them and how, like, all these things, like, keep them out of the sun, like, all these things. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is real shit. And listen to my mother and, and how she was treated. I was like, okay. So I never really was one of those who saw like big nose, big lips and all that and said, oh, this is, I've always thought there was some beautiful features. And it is very complicated. Like you said, Victor's like saying, you want to say that these are black features because you don't want to say that a light-skinned person who has a smaller nose is, that's not, they're not black. Like, we don't want to say that, but we know like a lot of dark-skinned folks who have these like big nose, big lips and all this other stuff, we know how y'all look at them. Like, mm-hmm. and just when you was talking about that, person who was defend like who was you know holding Nicki Minaj's camp accountable I was thinking of two other stories that just happened this week of dark-skinned folks getting ate up like the guy who's been dancing muscular who's been dancing doing all type of the dancing looks <laughs> it's a mess it's but he calls like, them, I even said something about like sit out or like <laughs> it's like yeah he just looks very corny but like he was his name on um TikTok is gorilla some shit yeah, and like people were, gorilla. Yeah, yeah. So when people were calling him a gorilla, like it was so triggering for me. Like they were calling him dancing Harambe. I was like, this is anti-black as fuck. Like, girl, stop. Like this is not it. And then we also were dealing with um, Jonathan Majors, who this mm-hmm. girl has said that you know, you know, it's, it's a proof that you can be ugly and get girls. And it's just like, huh? <laughs> like Jonathan Majors hey, is I not. Was like, Jonathan- this man is not <laughs> Where are you? I yeah, I think I saw that and I was responding with, with gun memes because I'm like, who said he was ugly? Because I'm like, ain't no way. Quiet, yeah, quiet yep, if he showed up right now, this will be closed and I will be no, keep it open on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> see. But no, like but Jonathan Major is beautiful. Like he's yes. a beautiful beautiful man um and it was just like once again like when people were even trying to defend him still couldn't keep their hands off of fetishizing him and saying that oh i just know his dick is big because he is dark skin and he got a big nose and i'm just like girl are you okay (laughs) like are you okay because you sound like a colonizer right now saying these type of like fetishizing he was Mm light-skinned Light-skinned, thin guy was fetishizing this dark-skinned man. So if we're, if I have to defend Jonathan Majors, who is still some level of desirable because he is muscular, mm-hmm. um, and he's a cis man, 
What about the dark-skinned folks who don't have the big digs? What about the dark-skinned folks who are not masculine presenting? Like, what, what about like the trans folks who are out here dealing? Because we know trans folks experience colorism, especially trans women experience colorism to another degree than mm-hmm. just like us. Like it was just, it's, it was like, y'all are saying that colorism isn't a thing, but that shit manifests in so many, so many fucking things. Like it was disgusting to watch. And I've seen that. I've experienced colorism and anti-fatness on Twitter that I can say something that is like, oh girl, like you are mean. And then somebody else will say the same thing. And it's just like, it's perceived well. So look at that. If we're, if you, if I'm saying the same thing as this person who is lighter skin, muscular, thin or whatever, why are you more likely to listen to him than me? Why mm-hmm. is that? Right. Like we, we, we notice a thing like, girl, you can watch the news. You can watch TV shows. We can even go back to Tyler Perry, how the dark skin man was always the one that was a very aggressive, with cheating on the wife, all this other stuff, doing mm-hmm. the, like all of the things. Like Tyler Perry had a like a whole movie around this shit, and the light skinned person with some fake braids came and saved this damn woman from the dark skin. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, we've yeah. been reinforced these things and taught these things that like it's the same as I had to check one of my friends who said called a tank top a muscle shirt a white beater, and I was like, "Why are you saying that?" He's like, "Well, that's what it's always been called." Yeah, but it's not right. And I'm explaining, here's the reason why. But it's like, subconsciously, we don't even realize we're doing the thing. Like, we can't. Like, we, it's, it's so hard to, like, for some folks to be like, oh, well, we've always been doing it like that. Yeah, girl, and it's been fucked up. And it's been fucking up a lot of people, like, mentally. Like, the things that we've experienced. Um, like, even growing up, like, knowing how the world looks at us. Like, you just talked about you know, your experiences of being in school and stuff. And I've had some, I wasn't fat in high school, but I was thin and wearing glasses and stuff. But I didn't feel as beautiful as my other like high school classmates. And I was just like, you know, I knew that colorism thing, like the most popular folks were, you know, lighter skin, but I didn't know mm-hmm. that anti-fatness played because I wasn't fat at the time. But there were fat folks who were experiencing another harm and being bullied way more than I was. So it's just like, God damn, yeah, I was experiencing this shit and it was bad, but they were experiencing it too. So if I can get rid of this shit completely, none of us have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Like that's my goal at the end of the day. Yeah. You had mentioned something uh, that leads me into like the next like line of thinking. Um, fitness, uh, going to the gym and whatnot. And I don't know, I don't know the answer to this, does fitness and going to the gym, does that play a part or how, how big of does it play a part in reinforcing anti-fatness and desirability? That's a very complicated, that's a very complicated. So, you, so what you're trying to say is like, is going to the gym, is that a version of, of like a, of anti-fatness in some way? Yeah, in some way. Like, yeah, I you think, know you don't want to be bigger mm-hmm. so you work out. So is it, it, it's hard to even put into a form of a question because it's so complicated. Yeah, it's very, very complicated. I think, well, all of us in some way, shape or form are um, anti-fat. All of us in some shape or form are anti-Black. We're always 
like having like even little things of me going out and I, I check myself. I check my misogyny because it's just so rampant. It's just like, do I am I angry at this person because of this? Like, do I have a reason to be upset that they're doing this? Like, no, whatever. Like, I'm checking myself of like, even when it comes to like classism, like, am I mad because of is it their fault? Like, it's always mm-hmm. these things because we live in this world. Um, but by definition, if you are working out or doing whatever to not be fat, then you are anti-fat. But I think it is, it's a very blurred line because I even for a minute had like a personal trainer, but once I started to, to, to focus on not losing weight, but working on, like, I just want to work in, oh shit, my, my, what's the name of the one? My headphones that went dead. (laughs) (laughs) But once I focused on, not wanting to like not focus on losing weight but just like working out like i was starting to like enjoy the workout like i was enjoying okay girl this is fun like i'm getting here because i wasn't focused on every day like girl i lost five pounds am i smaller yet like (laughs) and i think there there are some people who do go to the gym who are just like i'm just going because i like to do the gym and i want to do these things and there's a lot of people who are going to gym because they understand the currency that they get behind like having a specific type of body and you're right and it's and i know i'll I'll speak for myself it it is intoxicating it can be because once you start i know during the pandemic i did lose a lot of weight i lost yeah i lost a lot of weight and some of it came back but I did notice, the, you know, how you do get some, you know, a little bit more attention in that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I kind of like working out. That's just been what I've always enjoyed to do. So I do post a little bit of some, you know, flim flam on, you know, on the on the on the social media. <laughs> cheek here and there. A little. <laughs> we love to but see it. Part of me is like even like wearing tank tops. I haven't. I used not to wear tank tops, but I do now because a part of me is like you need to celebrate some of the things, the beauty within yourself, regardless of what size. Mm-hmm. But I still keep in mind that I think the anti-fatness part comes in when I forget where I come from and then start bringing those people down to, in a way of like, oh, you're just this way. You're you're not even trying to be healthy. You're not trying to be this way. I think that's being very anti-fatness in the way of like, not looking at the beauty of, you know, who what they bring to the table regardless. And so, I can see as a person who not really was big, but was, you know, but it was, con- I don't know, still consider fat because in so many people's eyes, you're considered fat or muscular or bear or cub. It's all these interesting things that we consider. But I, I, I find myself like when I'm at the gym, I do get into it because I do like it. You do like that feeling. You do like the attention. We all like that attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that we the have currency to that comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be very currency. <laughs> true. We like that currency, but we have to remember that you still all have money to be and good money. person. You still have to be a person that they like. You still have to make sure they are a person that you like. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've learned and I always make jokes about it sometimes on Twitter is like you see all these gays, they want to show you like, I got my hair cut or look at this, look at that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm feeling fat today, which I hate those. when Oh, I hate that. Fat is not a fucking feeling. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's not I hate that so much, but at the same time, I like to make the joke of like, well, what is your, what is, what is your stroke game? Like, yeah, you look good, but what's your stroke game? Can you do okay, that? Girl, I mean, if, any, if anything, Twitter <laughs> didn't prove me that some yeah. of the girls 
Uh, some of the girls who deserve it, like, it don't look good on camera. Girl. <laughs> hey, D'Angelo. But yeah, like, some of the girls, you can be as beautiful as you want. But girl, the sex is terrible. Like, it's, it's terrible. I, you know, yeah. I'm very fortunate to say that I've been with bigger men and had some of, you know, some of the best sex that, mm. that people that mm. better than the sex that I had from people I thought that was supposed to be all those things. So I'm mm. just like, no, Listen. I mean, that's but, what but, we've been trained that lie. Come on. That's what I was just about to get into. Like, why do we think just because a person looks like that, that their sex is good? Because we award it, like yeah. certain things based on like this. Even there's plenty of research that shows that people who are read as desirable get like the teachers take more time with them. They're educated. more, yep. And that's because they have the patience. Like, mm-hmm. and that's why we try to tell folks like. I can't get on and be a Maddie Morphosis on YouTube. If I was giving Maddie Morphosis on YouTube, you bitches wouldn't be watching me. Like, and I asked the girls, name one mediocre fat artist right now. You can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be fucking amazing. And even the ones who are fat and amazing don't always make it. Like, they don't right. always like do like good. I had a couple conversations with a thin, light skinned model last week and he was getting so upset and like doing some deep dive and come to find out he's having a little bit of identity crisis because his parent his father is white so it's like he felt like he wasn't black i was like girl this is not the conversation when i'm having like you your identity stuff you know that's something you got to deal with but what i'm talking about is desirability what i'm talking about is that you are getting these things people are paying you got to only fans people are paying you just to post ass pictures and your ass is not that fat like people are giving you money. You're not post. You're not planning your whole. You're not. You're not doing all the things. I don't know if we can say that on here, but you're I'll not giving. You <laughs> you're not doing all. But people are paying you just to sit on the couch. Versus the other girls, they got to be flipping. They got to do all the things. <laughs> and ain't charging twenty dollars. They charging seven dollars. Right. <laughs> and you know what? That is funny. You said because the people out there, I think yeah, the people that I have followed or have paid. And I'm like, there's some who are super thick. There's one in particular I don't pay for. Let me take that line back. I don't pay for, but I have seen this person has like 500,000 followers. And then when they do show a little bit of clip, it's like, okay, all right. Well, I could go literally walk out the door and look around the corner. Somebody doing something across the street out just out here. So I'm just like, <laughs> you're not doing anything, but because you look good, you're getting damn $25,000 a month versus the ones who mm-hmm. really are here working and because they got a belly they got to do a little bit more they got to you know charge mm-hmm. a little bit more do whatever they have to so you're mm-hmm. right it's really sad because you know there's a lot of good look. to me I'm like men you look good when you feel that you know when you got this glow about you you look good regardless I mean and maybe because I'm older and I've been around, you know, been around the block a little bit more. You learn that you know, somebody who got that nice body ain't all that. They come in so many different situations. Mm-hmm. But it's really sad that we have still we still let desirability control how we look at people and how we think they're attractive enough. But almost if they smart, if they can do the job, if they can do that, we reward these people so much they haven't earned. That's why I love that little statement about is he really cute or he is he just tall? 
You know, I kind of like the fact that I don't think about all that. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I think sometimes I have to do that. I do that at the gym often because I'm like, okay, he's, but is he just tall? Yeah. Or is he just mask? That like, part. The girls do that. that. The girls do that. With, oh, or is he just DL? Like, cause some of these, some of these, I'm like, I'll be seeing like the girls go up for a DL man on Twitter. And they got a ski mask on. He said, like, "Oh, he's so fine." Like, girl, we don't see anything. Like, what? Are <laughs> I have one nothing. experience with that, and I will not do that again. Like, no, I'm not. Yeah. No. What you Did mean you, you have experience? Tell us more. Nick. What, what, uh, <laughs> night. This was a long time ago. This was back in college, mm-hmm. and you know, during the days of manhunt, mm-hmm. um, and there was this one mm-hmm. individual. Uh, this was before my partner. And the me and this guy, we had hooked up. And the next day, I was like, because it was, it was good. I'm not gonna lie. The walls were getting clapped. Um, Hold on, they walls or your walls? Now I'm being real. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. <laughs> and the next day, I was like, okay, you wanna round two? He was like, no, nah, I gotta have my my baby mama over here and my little girl and I was like okay that was a red flag and Mm. I don't know I don't know if he's open to her or if they have some kind of situation but I was not gonna take no kind of chance I don't want no woman coming up to me and like you faggot you stole my man yada 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 this that third you know I'm not trying to have that right and so I was like yeah let me go hit the the block button but yeah I can't I don't understand why a lot of queer black men go up for this DL thing. Like it's some kind of, it's a thrill or something, or it's just some kind of game or I don't, I really don't understand that. I think people, I think, I think the world in general, like, like masculinity, unfortunately, like, I mean, even women Mm -hmm. do that. Shit, yeah. like <laughs> to their detriment like they, they be like girl these men do not give a fuck about you but like they be masking as fuck but they be fucking trash and will harm you um it's the same thing with like like um queer folks like i've been really breaking myself away uh with that i've never really been a person to chase no masculine man i was dealing with the opposite side i wanted um Oh, a man to be my my wife. I want him to make sandwiches and all that and stay in the house. <laughs> I had because that, that was something I saw like with my parents. So like I was very much dibbling and dabbing in patriarchy, trying to you know mimic heterosexual um, relationships. I was like, girl, this ain't working for me. Now I will like um, let a soft top um, a femme top climb my back or whatever. Like it's just, girl, are, like like they said, like are you a good person? I'm, I'm trying to get out of you know, like this idea uh, of, you know, masculinity, like this is something that, is it something I want? Is it something I truly want or have, have I been taught to mm-hmm. want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what we learn, I think when you go through relationships or have experiences, you learn a lot. Like you, re- it's things that when it's just, when you break it out and, or you put it on the table, as my mom used to say, you put it on the table and look at it for face value. It's Come like, on, like, <laughs> like, really? like really and i've learned that they don't need to be a certain thing i get you're attracted to that that's the first thing you see and you're like "Woo, they doing this they walking like this they bow-legged la 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 <laughs> but at the end of the day it's like well are they gonna be good are they gonna be yes. good for me 
Are they going to be there at the end of the day? You know, you have to look at all those things too. And of course, you do want the dick to be bombed. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie. If it's yeah. not, it's not going to work. There's been plenty of men that I, one in particular I could think of where I was like, had all of the masculine things I wanted. But when it comes to sexual stuff, it was really terrible. And I was like, and I actually had to say to him, what you doing is not going to get you anywhere. You're going to be single for life because ain't nobody going to want this. What was he doing? Victor? What was so bad? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to talk about it really quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't really into doing some of the main things. Even Eating. Um, didn't, want, didn't want you to go down on him. Didn't want you to go down on him either front or back. Didn't. Huh? Didn't want to do anything. They that, be like that. that they, oh my god! Not I know, I know a man even, like that now. That just not even. Like, and you know, some and some men, you know, know, they don't like anal, and that's okay. But the, the mutual stuff was poor. Um, didn't want to I'm do any liberal stuff. I'm just like, didn't I said, what do you want to do? Because you have limited everything down to. I was doing more at 16 than what I'm doing with you now, and so. No, I can. He wasn't I, eating your. He was. He was. He was not eating your booty. He didn't want no, your booty. None of that. None of that. Didn't want to do none of that. Oh, girl. And he, was, he, was he a top or was he a verse top or was it verse? Not that either. Didn't want, didn't want to do that. Did not want you to do that. He just wanted to have a jack session. Right. Yeah. Then what are we doing? Like, I mean, the girls love jack sessions too. I don't think. I mean, I think yeah. that's a part of doing stuff. Yeah, I think it, she <laughs> is, but it needs to be. Yeah, to be more than that. I got I, if I I want to be able to go down and do all the stuff. All the teams. But yeah, you tell me that no, we can't do that. You don't like that. You don't want to do that. Then, or and then your nipples don't have any feeling. I'm like, well, damn. I just okay. Yeah, yeah. You need to go I, find I, somebody I, else who I'm gonna find a mannequin. Off. Right. I, got, I got a handful I'm of blow up dogs, cards I'm playing by myself. That's how it felt like. I'm like, well, I'm going to draw a four for him. So I'm just like, at this point, I can't. But that was a lesson I needed to learn. I'm like, you look great. You have all the features. But when it comes down to it, you're not bringing anything to the table. You know what? This is a lesson of desirability. And it's no shade to you because we've all done it. But you were willing to be in this not be sexually satisfied, but it's like, he looks so good, though. Right. Like, he looks good. <laughs> it's like, girl, I'm not getting it fulfilled, but he fine, though. But bitch, you're right. not getting the things that you want. Right. I was stupid enough to go back again. Give this <laughs> oh. fool another weekend. <laughs> you should have sent that invoice. Right. Mariah didn't send that invoice for, you know, services. But I was like, I knew in back of my mind, I was like, I knew going into this that I'm like, I know this is not gonna be this. But maybe, maybe he's turned it up. Maybe he knew that I want a little bit more. And it was worse the second time around. So after that, I told him, I was like, because he asked, because I'm seeing somebody else. Nick knows about this. I'm seeing somebody else who's doing the job. Thank goodness. Give me done. Yeah, <laughs> so, very well. And he was like, oh, so you're not. So I guess there's no chance for us. I'm like, there never was. Does that sound like something you want? He was like, what was up? And I was like, what was up? Not the dick. Not the dick. Not the dick. 
No. They were stumped, but they were not getting touched. Right. Well, he yeah. let me do it and actually said that I was good at doing that. But I was like, but you didn't, you don't really like it. So I'm not going to get any pleasure because you really don't like it. Yeah. You I don't want to like have sex with somebody who doesn't want to have like it. Just don't yeah. give me no pity anything, bitch. It needs to be right. right. Like, that, 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 that just seems so that's old. why I was sitting there like, then it will never work because I like I like sex. I like I like enjoying it. I like it playing around the car. We could do a little bit outside. You can you know get something start in the, in the theater bathroom. <laughs> you know I'm just saying like little stuff here and there. You know a little ring ring around the house. Right. You know, yeah, midnight on top of you know some parking lot. You know something. Give me some midnight in Mulholland Falls. <laughs> oh, Vic could be cutting up. Don't like none of that. Uh, I'm too sexual. What's your, what's your alt account? What's your alt account? <laughs> but, but you were right. It was that I, I said the reason why you had the second chance because you were great. If mm-hmm. you did not look like this, you would have been gone. Poof. It would have stopped in, in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that. I was like, you know what? I'm going I'm to say I'll give another chance. Yeah. But it was that moment for me. It even in my in my old age was like, I gave you a shot that you did not deserve, and I shouldn't have done that. I should have learned my lesson. Nick also know there was somebody before him. Um, he was a personal trainer, uh, had a great body, everything. Sex was ridiculous, wrong, just ridiculously wrong. Mm. I even went to. What see- made it? What made it bad sex? And. I- I'm gonna turn my camera off for a minute because I'm gonna um, go upstairs for a second. Uh, what made it? It just not really being good at pleasing me, or not mm. really knowing what else to do. Mm. Um, and that was an issue for me. Not really trying to make a difference, or not really trying to make. They made an effort, but it wasn't really good enough. And and the reason why they wasn't good is because they were pretty, and they didn't have to work as hard. Because wasn't nobody telling them like, hey, no. nobody was offering them feedback, and they were just lying to them. Yeah, and just so I was, and that's funny now I think about it. I was the first person to say to them that they wasn't really that great. Um, so I was like, wow, we are really rewarding people. So I do feel bad for a lot of white gays because I'm sure there's. Tons of them walking around thinking that they are just some hot shit and they really probably ain't nothing. But I also wonder if we're doing that too with some of our black kings, quote unquote, um, not telling them the truth that they really need to know. Well, oh yeah, that 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 yeah. most definitely happens. Um, <laughs> and 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 the I I know it does because I hear the stories and it's just like, but girl, y'all are not getting satisfied, and I don't even think that is just sexual. I think it's mentally not being pleased too. Right, like you're mentally being (laughs) taken through here by this man um, and the only reason why you're staying is because he is desirable. This is why I'm very anti-grinder. I'm always telling people to disconnect, like get rid of that app because it has set so many people up for, for failure in so many ways. Um, and I'm just like, y'all need to get off. If you have not learned your lesson by now, 
I, it, it just sets you up for so much failure. And, and I even hate the ones growler or the ones that are made for bigger men. I think that's still just as worse because there's still issues that falls from that into this. And so, you know, I just really, desirability within the gay community is just still a mess and that phobia has not helped at all. But I am happy that many, um, quote unquote, fat people are feeling invigorated to, to feel sexy, to be sexy, to be bold in their appearance. I love that so much because I'm like, do it. Show everybody what, what we missing out. Period. Mm -hmm. Remind people who you are. I love that. I want people to do that. Right. And I think people need to not only allow them that space, but for lack of a better word, just shut up and move. Come on, uh, Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> just like a lot of times, wait, uh, people get so caught up in allyship that they just take up all the space and don't give the people that they are quote unquote fighting for room to just say it in their own words. So if you are trying to say that, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that, or just let them talk. Just say, okay, here's the microphone, I'll move and let them do it. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to be a, uh, a microphone for them. Let them speak, Isn't let them show. version of like mansplaining or something? I think it does, mm -hmm. um, like, because I can say it this way, or you may not understand it coming from them. Let me, um, mm -hmm. in a sense, water it down for the masses like no hold these people accountable and say it say it with your chest I think, I think some people are happy to be, be in a position where they can um they can speak for somebody else mm -hmm. like even in that moment they're like well girl you know, I'm helping you out. Yeah, but girl, you <laughs> let me tell the story. Let me, even if I am fucking up, let me fuck it up. Because you might fuck it up in even a worse way than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have the experience. Like, you don't, you're not me. But also, like, experiences don't always mean <laughs> that you can explain or talk about something. True. That is also true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely get it. Well, I, I will say, I feel like we, we can go on all that with that, but we also know that, you know, we want to be respectful of our guest time. But is there anything else we should say before we kind of wrap up the conversation? I will say I really enjoyed this conversation. I really do appreciate you all taking time out of y'all busy day, but no, I also, I also owe y'all because I was 30 minutes late, so I definitely Chat, did it is all right. It is okay. No, <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not one of those folks. Like, once I get to talking, unless it's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Nene or nothing. Like, girl, uh -uh, I got, I got to on the plane, girl. <laughs> no, um, my friends are, um, we're having a Euphoria watch party. I haven't seen them in a minute, mm -hmm. and they've been quarantining 
because they know the Kingarees do not play about Kovayana. So it's like, because <laughs> I told world you, tour, honey. Listen, she is like, um, she's doing the most, and I just like, girl, yeah. they went out. Yeah, we're they not- went out for MLK weekend. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, girl, you won't be seeing me this week. <laughs> oh, no, that the well, right now I got some people mad at me for this, but that whole Atlantis cruise boat situation, for yeah, that, that uh, that gay cruise. Oh yes, with all the um oh yeah, I did see that all the white gays had went. I saw that. I was like, even if there wasn't a pandemic, I would feel very uncomfortable. I would want to go on a if COVID wasn't going on, I'd go on a Disney cruise. Yeah, uh one of them gay ass cruises. Right now they mad at us because they think we're shaming them. I'm like, I'm not shaming you, I'm just telling you you're being very inconsiderate. Cause it was like there was like oh we we had like four there was like we had four cases of COVID getting on the boat I was like you know how viruses work like I was like four y'all on the it's boat a lot. three four mm. days especially with Omicron it is very transmissible it's just like girl one person can affect a whole bunch of people and then y'all right. about to get back on planes vaccinated or not yeah get, y'all have to get on planes all that stuff I'm like y'all. Is it that? I was like saying, is it that serious? It's the same yeah. thing y'all do every year. But we wearing our masks. You're not wearing no goddamn mask. No. Now, now when you eat somebody's butt, no, you're not. <laughs> and when you eating on the damn plane, eating the damn right. peanut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all need to, y'all should see the pictures because there was one picture where it was showing maybe two or three people wearing a mask out of thousands. So I'm just like, and don't look you at be me. asymptomatic. You can, it, it's just like all of a sudden everybody. Like nobody watched Outbreak. I'm just saying, don't look at the videos. It'll just make it worse. It's crazy. It's a lot. Well, <laughs> I was like, I hear somebody to do it, but I'm not sure. But no, I would, I would do it. I would. I. I don't think I would ever do a cruise ever again. I've never done one, but I don't think I ever would. To be honest, mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. It's just like a, it's like a pastry dish. Yeah, it's very true. Well, we need to go ahead and wrap up because I feel like we've been talking like this whole afternoon. But <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, if you would tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, y'all can find me on OnlyFans slash. King- no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, The King of Reads. Also, um, everywhere else, if it's not The King of Reads, it's King of Reads. And thank you all so much, Victor and Nick, for inviting me. I had a good time talking to you all. Hoping this isn't the last time because it seemed like we can do some more of these because <laughs> yes. y'all know how to have a conversation. I appreciate that. Y'all offered a different perspective. So, yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes. you can also find us on Twitter. I am at what Porter's, what, what am I at? Porter say what? Something like that. I still don't know my new Twitter because, you know, they try to get me up at it like three times, but whatever. Uh, Victor's at Wonderman 5. You can like our Twitter page, Megasheen1. We are also on Facebook at Megasheen, Instagram at Megasheen. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, Email us at Megasheen6 at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, comments, uh, show topics, uh, special guests, anything like that. Uh, Victor, is there anything else before we get up on out of here? Oh, nothing else. I'm going to get ready. And I, I know King Reason is going to get ready to watch it for you. It's about to come on soon. So you're getting ready for that. 
But this shit comes yeah. on at 10 my time. Does it come on at 10 I or not? I think it's 10. No, yeah. I think it's 9, yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. going yeah. to watch... We're gonna watch Maddie get um paid dust again. Um <laughs> but not Maddie, like Cassie ass get paid dust. But right. <laughs> y'all enjoy y'all nice Sunday, this Sunday night. And I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. You too. Bye, boom. Bye.